Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's getting over. And just like the wrestling, the CookieCast getting over crew don't stop. We jumped on the video conference, we got the recordings going, we discussed uh, who won the WrestleMania predictions, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised on that one. And then we discussed our predictions for the upcoming pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. So yeah, here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. And we're off. Hello. Are we good? Are we good? Yeah. Hello everyone. Uh, welcome along to Getting Over Number Sixteen on CookieCast. Um, we've it, it's it's been a couple of weeks since uh, since the last one. We did a, a little bit of a fill in, but we're here this time for a full fat episode that you know and love with the uh, discussion a little bit about what happened at the last pay per view and the predictions for the next one. So let's let's get straight into the uh, the, the results, shall we, from the predictions last time around. Uh, Matt was champion going into WrestleMania for taking the title from Andy following Elimination Chamber. Uh, the, to- the, the total score that you could have had for WrestleMania would have been a maximum of 17 because we scored it as the 16 matches and then predicting who Goldberg's opponent would be. Um, anybody want to hazard a guess at what they got? 16. <laughs> So everything except for Goldberg's opponent, yeah? Yeah, I might not have got that. <laughs> somebody did. Um, I'm sure somebody picked the, the opponent and the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I was huge to myself, of course. Because <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, well, I've been dirt cheats here. It's going to be Braun Strowman. I'm not going to pick Braun Strowman because that will be a shit match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, Matthew, that was a stupid idea. <laughs> I reckon well, I, 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 I have 12... 12, I think. Oh, you might have I was, I was thinking 12 <laughs> would probably win it. Well, do you know what? It's, it's funny you should say that, because, in fact, 12 did win it. So, I even have it I have it down, because obviously the, the way that it was split, for, for the first time ever, over two nights. Um, so, after night one, I was uh, consistently last on three. Matt on five. Paul and Andy got six on the first night. So that left me with a bit of catching up to do. So what I did on night two was come last again. Um, <laughs> so, I got, so I got I got four on the second night. Um, somebody got five. In fact, two people got five, and one person got six. So therefore, I came last, as we know, with a, a grand total of seven. Matt thought he got twelve, but actually got ten. Paul snuck one in front, and this was down to the Goldberg Brock Lesnar, uh, Goldberg Brock Lesnar, Goldberg Braun Strowman prediction, and therefore him also picking Strowman as the winner, snuck in with an extra point for eleven, which means he's done it again. Mister Cook sat there, big grin on his face, and now he can have his shiny, shiny title. If you just put your hands up, and then take it from like below <laughs> and it'll look a bit back the yeah. this is the point where I go 
Def- definitely <laughs> left it in so the yeah, bag. So, so yeah, congratulations, champ. Here he is again. I think is this now? Is it's either three or four times now? Something in and that he's, region. Uh, he's, he's, he's getting up there with the new day in the uh, you know, <laughs> uh, championship room. <laughs> if if we the next time we, that we all sign on to do this, if we're still stuck in this in this Zoom, the world of Zoom, or Andy's basement as as mine appears. Um, <laughs> It'll just be it'll just be Andy with the doing the new day thing with a belt on it. I'm sure I'm sure he'll love that. It's unlikely, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. <sighs> Try to crush crush everybody's uh, all the viewers' dreams with one fell swoop. <laughs> um, so yeah, WrestleMania uh, split into split into two nights as we went through last time. I picked out a few highlights. Um, obviously, if you guys want to want to throw anything at me, that's that's cool. But I've, I've split it into night one and night two. Um, so for for night one, the thing I was worried about was in the end them changing the the tag team ladder match into a singles uh, triple threat ladder match. I thought that was a very odd move. Obviously, there would have been some sort of connotations, possibly about the number of people in the build in the in the building at the time, or you know, whatever the restrictions were. It boiled down could have absolutely taken everything away from that match but I thought everybody in that match worked really hard and, and put out a really solid outing in that I was I was pleasantly surprised by that in the end um, obviously we can uh, we, we can talk about the winners if you want Andy or you know the, the, then the people who might have won a rematch but I know that we've already mentioned the New Day once and probably three times is too many for you um, yeah any, any, any thoughts on the ladder match? I thought thought it was just a good wrestling match. I think that was the thing of of the kind of like, you know, obviously WrestleMania is the kind of, you know, lots of kind of different ideas and stuff like that. But just as a standard kind of, not standard because obviously it's not a ladder match, but just as a wrestling match, it was good. You know, three good workers, good match. Funny ending. But, you know, but I thought it was a good match. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, the, I thought the end, the ending was quite inventive. I was uh, quite surprised by how it finished. Um, I did it did kind of catch me off guard a little bit with the way that it it it, it went. I, I, plus, as well, I didn't I, I hadn't necessarily thought that there'd, there'd be any kind of because they'd, they'd gone out of the way already to say that it was just those three guys and that was going to be it. I didn't think there'd be any shenanigans, which obviously there wasn't the interruption. But I kind of expected just. I don't know, clean, a clean grab, and that was it. But I enjoyed that. Did enjoy that. Um, other than that, from from night one, you can't not talk about uh, Kevin Owens and, and Seth Rollins. That to me was belted. Really enjoyed that. Um, bit of a swerve as well with the the DQ sort of win, if you like, in the middle for for um, Kevin Owens. But then him saying, "No, I'm not going to have it. I'm, I, I don't want that. Um, I want this to finish." So then. Turned it into the uh, the no DQ sort of at half time, if you like. But then, as we've mentioned before, old uh, podcast favourite Shane McMahon wasn't in attendance. So Kevin Owens took on the mantle of finding the highest possible point in the building to just launch himself off. Um, I, I think, despite the restart in the middle, it flowed pretty well. Um, and again, solid effort. But that that bump from from the top of the the WrestleMania sign was just un- un- unreal for me. 
And what's the ironic thing is that he's injured himself and <laughs> seems to be a little bit of bit of time out for him, which is can't be, oh, just after the kind of you know, getting going and getting flowing and stuff like that. Then, then, then obviously, is it injured his ankle or something, isn't it? Doing that, mm. you're kind of like, right, okay, then. Yeah, then hopefully it's not too long because then we can get the build back up again and see where else it goes, kind of thing. I think if like if we can get it to slot back in, depending on what we're going to do this weekend, which obviously we'll we'll get some money in the bank very shortly. Because yeah? I don't think we'll continue the thing with Seth, but mm. depending where he goes, are we going to then slot him in for somewhere you know somewhere along along the lines of the title or? I guess we'll, we'll find out because he's, he's a viable contender and I think he's probably one of the few baby faces, if you like, that could probably pull off the baby face versus baby, say, baby face um, sort of dynamic that it would be with, with McIntyre and, and him providing, obviously, McIntyre retain. Uh, the other thing from, from night one, AJ Styles versus Undertaker in the Boneyard match. Did anybody really expect that? At all, I know nobody really knew what a, a boneyard match would be going in, but it, again, I think that was the first taste we got on it of the weekend of the, this cinematic style that they decided to, to introduce for this and for the, the Firefly Funhouse match on, on night two. But what were the, what were the thoughts on the boneyard match? Was it even a match? That, that's that's the thing. You, you're sort of playing fast and loose with the, with the parameters of the wrestling match obviously there was no there was no pinfalls in it I know obviously in, in the end it, it was basically treated as if as if it was a very alive match mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was interesting it, it very much had the feel of like Jeremy Borash was involved because it was very similar to the, um, the final deletion bottle non-stop deletion everything that Marty done in either TNA or what he moved back to um, WWE was it was it the ultimate deletion or something like that that he did yeah I believe yeah I believe that that was him with the, with the lake of reincarnation yeah so it had that it had that, that sort of like feel to it um, it was it was it was good to watch it was it was enjoyable programming definitely wasn't wrestling so it's where you, it's where you sort of um Draw the distinction lines. That's it. Mm-hmm. But the, to be fair, I mean, they, they, they say that it's, it's World Wrestling Entertainment, you know, so mm-hmm. it's all under the same umbrella, I suppose. Well, this, this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slot it in here only, only because it fits nicely. But this, this as we like to do on uh, Getting Over, we have uh, Ready to Grumble. This, this is my grumble. So <laughs> if, uh, if if someone else wants to give me thirty seconds. Ooh. Sure, I can. I'm sure I can fill this one out. We good? Hang on. Got it. We good? Go. Go. Right. Okay. So, am I ready to grumble? Um, Well, people saying that the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse weren't wrestling matches. No shit for a start. Don't spend your time online complaining about something that you've just watched on a wrestling entertainment programme, as we've just said. Wasn't entertaining 
absolutely for me the best two parts of the whole of WrestleMania. It was something different, something fresh, and you know, with a firefly. Oh, that's me out. I'm done. I've, I've overshot it. I've overshot it massively. To be fair, though, I think we'll allow, I think we'll allow you to finish your thought on that one, Stu. Well, okay, so don't don't say it was bad because it wasn't a wrestling match because I have seen that. Yes, it wasn't, but it was still awesome for me. Really enjoyed it. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna take this onto a next step for a slightly different ready to grumble, <laughs> it's the fact that they're now trying to sell the dirt from the match in a frame on the WWE shop. But that's a whole other issue. Um. So yeah, so that that was my that was my grumble. Um, if anybody else has, has got theirs that they want to throw in at any point, obviously just jump in. We'll 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 keep going through because we we've got a fair bit to cover. Um, I, think, I think I think they've got to keep on trying to you know we've seen it kind of thing at the moment that obviously people aren't watching and stuff like that. But you've got to keep on evolving because you know the the, the watching the the numbers were going down anyway. So they've got to start evolving and trying to attract new people. And if you do the kind of cinematic things that look good, it looked great. Like the, mm-hmm. the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse. The, I don't know if you've seen it yet, the NXT Gargano, Chomper, like Last Man Standing, kind of whatever they've done with that. They filmed that in a similar kind of way and it just looked great. And you mm-hmm. think, you know, yeah, what do we want to see? Most of the time we want to see a wrestling match. But if you can throw these things in as well, it'll keep people interested. It'll show people that you're wanting to kind of change and make it a more appealing kind of product as you go along. Um, but yeah, for I, me, I, for me that, yeah, that that was the, the freshest that that programming has felt for me in in a good good while. Like it was just something different, and like it was good that we kind of got the return of like the American badass style. Like big evil style Undertaker as well. So that was going to be that was going to be one of my questions. How much did they pay Metallica? Was my question (laughs) to have Undertaker's uh, entrance to Metallica? I was like, whoo! (laughs) Well, they they obviously shied away from the old Kid Rock and then subsequently Limp Limp Biscuit sort of payday as well, didn't they? So they, they they went. To me, I don't. I can't remember him ever using Metallica, but no. I can't say I didn't enjoy that either. It was uh, it was nice. And, um, apparently, as well, like some from the bits I've seen afterwards, like there weren't there, there was quite a lot of speaking like during the match, but not they weren't really directed in what to say. It was just most of it was ad libbed, which I think is probably why it it, it probably felt right. My my only real question from the end of it is. It well would have been what happened to Carl Anderson because technically he was still on the roof when all the pyro went off. But as we all know, <laughs> yeah. as we all know, it doesn't really fired. matter now for, for, for poor old Carl. Yeah, he's literally fired. <laughs> uh, so it's, <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, okay, so moving into night two, I've picked again. I've picked three three highlights from this one. So opening match of the night: Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Title. Probably the best match of night two in terms of actual wrestling matches. Match of the weekend for me. That was the best match of the entire card. That's 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 some claim. Well, it was for me. Had the best had the best sort of like storyline throughout. And um, the only the only sort of one criticism of it for me was that 
because there was no crown to swallow the sound, uh, Rhea Ripley is very loud. He's <laughs> doing it, doing a Travis Banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was a bit. It was a bit of a strange ending though because I, I can't. I can't think that anybody. Did it, did anybody predict Charlotte to win? I think actually somebody did. Um, Matt, but maybe. I didn't. I didn't expect. I, I genuinely did not expect Charlotte to win that match. And from the again from information that's come out and hindsight being twenty twenty, who would have thought that it wouldn't have been the figure four really that the, or the figure eight that decided the match, but it was actually a work permit. It seems because. Uh, Rhea's had to seemingly go back to Australia for some some time, so whilst all that gets sorted out, and uh, now our old friend COVID probably stuck a hand in delaying all that getting sorted as well. So be interesting to see when she gets to return. Um, as as mentioned, we we briefly touched on the Firefly Funhouse match again because it was a second second cinematic sort of style match of the weekend. What the hell was that? Anybody any the wiser at this point? Anybody not feel like they were accidentally taking something about 10 seconds before that started? Bizarre. But again, really enjoyable. Like, that that was just so left field. Yeah. And absolutely loved it. I think it was it was good. It was kind of like a like a slight tribute to kind of the history of wrestling so far kind of thing. So obviously, John Cena was kind of, you know, and it kind of, Sends, I mean, and, and I don't know, people criticise Cena and stuff like that. But the best thing, one of the best things about him is, is that he never takes himself seriously. So, exactly, and that, the, and that was the best thing about it is that you know, obviously, you know what the kind of overview of it is, but it's that kind of thing of oh yeah, you know, he really is this fun kind of guy that you know is willing to acknowledge that. Yeah, he is cheesy, and yeah, he's a fifty-year-old. You know, fifty-year-old dresses a kind of teenager, and it's ridiculous kind of thing. And that, I think that's that's the thing that you know. I, I mean, I've read the stuff criticizing the the Boneyard match online, and but, you know, I presume the same people were probably criticizing this. These are the people that result in people going, you know, wrestling's fake, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't take it too seriously. You know, and when you're there, take it seriously, but don't kind of take the whole product seriously because that's when people go, you, you know, you get the but the two sides of the kind of, you know, it's fake, don't you? And you're like, yeah, yeah. But also then, oh, I just want to see two people in the ring fighting each other. Well, fine, if you want to see that, you can, but just enjoy this as well because I think it was, I thought it was interesting and innovative. Mm. Again. The, the the whole thing with the Cena doing like the NWO entrance and all mm-hmm. all the rest of it and just like you say like it, like it was a bit of a like a trip through like wrestling history and also then a bit more specifically like their history with the the whole like WrestleMania thirty stuff that we talked about on the um, on the predictions pod for for, for Mania but it, it was just it weirdly made me want to see what happens next even though people are speculating there might not be a next for John Cena personally can't see that being the end of his career but if he did go out on that what a way to finish like, could, like, there is, he couldn't have put Wyatt over any more than he did and just incredible 
really, really, really good, really good stuff. Do you, do you and, know what? I, I, I agree in that I, I don't think it will be the last thing he ever does, but you can kind of see like an argument for him just going, well, why don't I just quit? To be honest with you, I don't. I don't, he doesn't need to do anything else because he's not. He's not. He's not. You'd, ima- you'd imagine he's not going to come back and win the title again if he does decide to wrestle. He, he better not do. You know. Well, you know my feelings on that. <laughs> but he's, he's just going to do. He's going to do the. Uh, you know, he shall not be named because you will explode. Um, rolling things. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up. You know, be a host and stuff like that. And, you know, that type of thing. I mean, as, like, if, lock- yeah, as if lockdown is not getting to me enough and you have to bring him up early doors. Say his name. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Paul, you were saying. Smell that. He's a part-timer at best now. Um, and he just he doesn't need the he doesn't need the hassle of having to sort of go back and forth and schedule it into his timetable anymore he's, he's he pulled the wagon for what the better part of 15 years so pretty sure he had that on a t-shirt and not quite as directly as that but it was like a 15 years sort of still here kind oh, of a deal and, and, so yeah just um, like enjoy Enjoy not having to do it anymore. You know, enjoy your new career. Or just, just don't worry about it. Come back whenever, you know, they need a, they need to pop a rating that's more than a million or whatever it is that they've gone underneath now. Well, the thing, the thing about popping as well, the one pop that really WrestleMania was all built for was what ended up being the main event of Night Two, the uh, Drew McIntyre. Defeating Broccoli Rob, Brock Lesnar for the WWE title to become the first British champion in WWE history. Um, as we all know, he's currently the first British champion in WWE history. The second that he loses it, he's going to be the first Scottish champion. How long was that match? How long was that match? Under three minutes? He's not paid by the hour, is he, that lad? He's not. Broccoli. <laughs> it, well, it, it was a, a very, very short match, but of, in terms of, if you, if, you, if you envision what that match was going to look like before the start of the weekend, that was like the Ron Seal match, because it literally did exactly as you thought it you know, would do. Um, I, I think... Do you, the, do you reckon if you added up all of Lesnar's match time... From the past year, it would be longer than the last man standing there. I think if you added up all of his match time, what single singles or if triple threat possibly matches from the last two years, it's probably less than the amount of time that he individually spent in the Royal Rumble this year. Well, yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to see that actually, um, but. Yeah, it, it was a short match, and in the, obviously the, the reason that it been one of my mentions for the for the matches was was purely probably for for the WrestleMania moment, as they like to to reel out. Then it was probably for the match. It was decent enough for what it was, um, but 
you know, first first British WWE champion. That's that's to me. To me, I've been the geek that I am. That that was the big deal for me. So, I'm. I, I would five years ago I would have never ever expected it was going to be uh, Drew ever. If if you'd have if you'd have asked me a while back, I'd have, I'd have probably put money on Barrett, but that never panned out. Um, but I think the, what, I think they, they missed a the trick with that. Definitely. But what, what better story though now than the guy who he, he's got the full on like fairy tale story of yeah he got fired the first time around when everything was handed to him and then he's had to to scratch his way back up from nothing. It, it's like. Even though he's not American, it's like the American dream story, isn't it? It's like oh, yeah. the harder you, the harder you work, the bigger the reward, kind of a deal. So that's that's good. And I, I suppose my only sort of plea after this is now if they could get his side plates back in stock on Euroshop, so I can get something <laughs> to commemorate this moment. That would be great. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you can't you can't buy them. Why? You don't have the right belt. But then if. If I if I don't have the WWE title to put those side plates on, then at some point in the future, I'll obviously match match up pair. Aye, probably yeah. best that Sarah doesn't listen to me, is it? Yeah, Sarah, if you're listening, uh, yeah, that that's <laughs> a, a, absolutely not going to happen. Um, we're just so, yeah. we're just speculating at the at time of recording. We're just speculating <laughs> hypotheticals of what we work with here. Uh, I don't know if you um, if you boys got a notification, but there is a time limit apparently. All right, okay. For it's seven right, so seven minutes. This would be the epitome of the card subject to change uh, spoiler that you can put on the uh, podcast. Well, what we, what we do is is if we if you want to finish off the like I've got a little bit of any other business before we get into predictions, and then we'll we can restart the recording then for the predictions yeah. if that's all right with you, Andy. That works real well for me. I mean, obviously, it will be it will be one podcast because this all sandwiches together real nice. So yeah, that's easy. Sweet, cool. So um, we we were here last time briefly to to talk about releases. Well, actually, since the last time we we're on, there've been a few more. So Curtis Axel, quite quite a decent name in in some respects, definitely underused in others. Um, Gerald, Bris- uh, Gerald Briscoe has been uh, furloughed apparently as well uh, another one of the longest serving employees and after only one match Cain Velasquez <laughs> that guy has got to a, a go- I'm, I'm pretty sure he will be down as one of the highest paid ever in WWE oh, because I think I probably more or as, as much as Goldberg I should imagine Um. Yeah, so so there's been a few more as well. Um, surprised? The, the Briscoe one, but I suppose that's furloughed, so he'll be back. The other two, no, <laughs> no. You know, <laughs> Kurt Sackle's in that Heath Slater kind of group of not really used, kind of pops up here and there, kind of thing, and the last question as well. The big old waste of money that one. It Velasquez kind of is just Brock Lesnar kind of Ronda Rousey pop. They'll just be looking at him and they'll, all they'll see is zeros. They'll just be like uh, the the one with Axel for me. Like if you're thinking about it over like the last two or three years, fair enough, really. Um, but then you think like what plans they did have for him because without even realizing you. Like, 
like that this is this is the guy who Triple H put over as actually knocking Triple H out and you know was intercontinental champion and was gonna be like a Paul Heyman guy. So they obviously had plans for him. Son of Mr. Perfect, we've not even mentioned that. Like he, he has the tools he was looking like he was gonna get the push and then he's quite literally got the push now. So unfortunate. I think he's decent. Probably will find another home without too much uh, struggle. It'll be on the same list as like the revival and Ryder and the re- you know. The, yeah, he's gonna have to look work. Wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up in AEW at all. Mm. I, do you know for me, like for for how he is, like AEW would be all right, but he, he's the type of name, especially for his lineage as well, that could give like NWA that extra push or it could give like Ring of Honor and another kind of leg up because some of their people might have moved on and what have you so yeah true I think I think he's AEW is probably the, the most lucrative but it depends what he wants from it I think they're still being they are being choosy as well so also like quite a lot of the stuff that Cody goes into with Cody Rhodes doesn't it? and he's like we're not going to get every single fucking person that's released from the WWE here I think because he was quite yeah. clever, though, wasn't he? Because he said that they're not going to sign Zack Ryder and they're not going to sign uh, Kurt Hawkins. Well, no, you're not, because they're trademark names. So when they turn up as yeah. Matt Cardona yeah. and Brian Myers... Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then uh, the, the only other thing I've got on my list is uh, with, with uh, COVID, we've, we've had progress. Super Strong Star 16 officially moved. It was a year ago, pretty much, as this will be going out, uh, you know, just, just before as, that last year's happened. And now me and Matt have to wait a little bit longer. Fingers crossed it even still happens. So, oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll see. That, that'll be something to follow across uh, getting over, won't it? The level of depression that me and Matt reached closer to <laughs> August Bank holiday if it gets called off again. But yeah, so for, for all you uh, progress fans, just have to wait a little bit longer. Shout in a field of trees if that happens. <laughs> Pretend <laughs> that tree is one person, that tree is another person. I'll have my own super strong start 16 weekend. Just <laughs> in a field. <laughs> if, but if, you, if you've drawn faces on those trees, Matthew, social distancing. <laughs> well, make sure they're two feet apart. Darling, <laughs> so two years. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think if if that's a good good point, Andy, for for the recording issue, then yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back momentarily. Perfect. I'm going to use the facility quickly. What? And I'll just be on the recording. I think you might. Go. Okay, so just before we move into our regularly scheduled pay per view predictions. Uh, this time for Money in the Bank. Uh, just, a, again, a quick shout-out for, for WrestleCares. You can find them on Facebook uh, under just WrestleCares, or you can find them on Twitter, at CaresWrestle. Uh, a local charity to myself who uh, look out for underprivileged kids and provide them with wrestling merch and experiences. And uh, They're starting to kick things up a gear as well on their socials, so um, get involved. Go and find them. Uh, Favourite piece of merch that you've got, favourite event you've been to, just sharing experiences, really, so so people can see, like, you know, what they're about and, and what they can provide for the kids. So yeah, go check out WrestleCares, everyone. Uh, so moving on to Money in the Bank 2020, again a little bit different um, because it's on a closed set, but for the first time in a good little while, 
not in the performance centre. Uh, it's, it's happening on uh, the 10th of May at the WWE Global Headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. What I've learned from this is that I cannot spell Connecticut when I try and write it. So, so again, it's another one that's fallen victim to, to everything, as, as the Brits keep saying, all this shit that's going on. Um, so it was originally scheduled for, for Baltimore, but they've missed out. So hopefully they'll, they'll get treated to a pay-per-view once all this is blown on. Uh, but for the first time ever, uh, they're starting the Money in the Bank matches on the ground floor of WWE headquarters. And the winner still has to climb the ladder in the ring to retrieve a briefcase, except for that ring is on top of the building. So we'll presume from this, we're probably the, the cinematic stylings that we talked about earlier for the uh, Firefly Funhouse and for um, the Boneyard match. I would assume it's safe to say we're getting the same again. And especially because it's been announced that both men's and women's Money in the, ma- uh, Money in the Bank matches are going to happen at the same time for the first time ever. Um, yeah, so the men's and the women's kick off, not on the kickoff, but they kick off at the same time. How does <laughs> that work? You, Paul. Have you not seen this? So, what's what? The, the only way I can see it is there's going to be some sort of cross collaboration of actually what happens if a man takes off the women's case <laughs> or, or vice versa? Are we actually going to get? Uh, they've already, they've already done that. They've already done that too. First time ever. Would it? But is it is it fe- is it feasible that two men are going to take both? both briefcases are they going to pull some kind of weird shenanigan just so they can roll out that, that catchphrase once again who knows it'll be like um, you know like the, the, the Christmas sales when they like people are stood at the door <laughs> Black, like, Black Friday well on on Raw this past week the, there was a bit of a promo between um, Alistair Black and it was kind of on video link, but I think it was against the returning AJ Styles who had been inserted into this match. And it's it's like, to, well, it'll, it's like extra, it gives him extra grip, extra grip as he's climbing the rungs, right? Um, but he said something to the effect of, if you throw me off the building, you better hope I don't get back up. Well, if he's throwing you off the top of a building, I should hope you're probably not getting back up. Um, but, now, to me, is that he's, he's literally been buried alive. But is that not a bit of foreshadowing, though, that Alistair Black's going to get thrown off at some point, or or as Byron Saxton likes to keep rolling out on commentary, is somebody going to get tossed off the building? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you never seen that man? Have you never seen that that quote, that tweet that falling while? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Can we not put tossed off guys over in the UK? Mean something different over there. <laughs> What an absolute um, hero. So, in the build-up to those matches, we still have got other matches going on. Uh, we've got, in total, we've got six matches this time, including the men's and women's, because I'm still going to score them separately. Uh, but we'll we'll kick the predictions off with Andy's favourites. The newly minted eight-time uh, world, world Tag Team Champions, but this time of the SmackDown variety. The New Day versus Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party and the Forgotten Sons. Um, I'm led to believe that Lucha House Party is going to consist of uh, Lindsay Dorado and uh, Grand Metallic and the Forgotten Sons could be any combination of the three because they're a recent call-up from NXT 
they operate as a three-man unit and they, keep, they tend to leave Jackson and Riker out on the sidelines, but he's, he's the muscle, so he might get involved at some point because you'd, you'd like to think it'd be in a four-way. It's going to be some sort of no-DQ anyway. Um, does, does Andy want to lead us off with his, with his favourites? And, and you are correct, Stu. I am going to lead off with my favourites. Are you picking them to win? <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. I did not expect... I, I expected like a... Almost like a, a, a pick of someone else out of pure hatred. I mean, you know, I've got, I've got to protect my legacy these days, Stu. You know, I've got to, uh, I've got to keep that, uh, that jewellery in house these days. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, rub, it, rub it in, rub it in, rub it in. I... I just can't get off that last place. Just, I, I, you've got a feel for Matt in this situation, having been handed the title during the time he cannot actually get his hands on the title, and he's ripped away before he even gets to see it. And they haven't um, delivered the standee yet. <laughs> that that was promised if Matt ever won. <laughs> um, we've we've got. For me, we've got a bit of a a weird one here because again. Paul's going to reel out his catchphrase, so I'll leave him to that in a second. But I don't, I don't want to see the titles change hands so quickly. No, no one but does. I, but I can't, I can't get past the fact that an eighth reign. Did we need to see it? Are they just transitional champions in that respect? Is it going to be given to somebody else? Um, I'm going to steal another one of your lines, though, Paul, because there is absolutely no way that it's going to be Lucha House Party. So. Sorry, 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 Lucha fans. Uh, not happening. Oh, poor old Luchas. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not pick Miz and Morrison because Miz seems to have had a bit of an issue as well of, of late. Of, is he working? Wow, working? I can't believe you're going for this. So I'm gonna pick the new boys. Mental, absolutely I'm pick, mental. I'm, I'm picking. I'm playing for points here, Paul. I'm going left field. I'm going Forgotten Sons. Battle down, Mr. Williams, because... The New Day lose these titles. Okay, I will. Uh, I will pencil you in. Uh, um, oh, why? Mrs. Morrison is in the first place. And what's happened? Well, what's happened to the Usos? Why are they suddenly out of the picture again? The Usos are out of the picture because Jimmy and or Jay, whichever one is, I'm really as the father of twins. It appalls me. I still can't tell the difference. <laughs> um, although man are non-identical, so. Um, yeah, one of them sustained a massive leg injury and is now uh, out for six, six to nine months. So, unfortunate what? again. Yeah, unfortunate for them. But that that is an as if twenty as if twenty twenty was not bad enough after they were just getting back onto track at the end of twenty nineteen. Covid comes along and then you're out anyway, so you can't you can't leave. Probably furloughed in the next day. Well, <laughs> I, I bet I bet in a way it's a, it's one of them weird situations. If, if the injury came after like Black Wednesday, as it's now now seemed to be known online, like could could he have been for the chop? Because 
could have been. Yeah, I don't think they're not going to get rid of them, are they? Well, they'd be silly to get rid of them at this point because they're probably one of the most over tag teams they've got. So, but one one of the one of the uh, sort of sticking points seems to have been from the last week was that they, they were showing highlights of um, Money in the Bank catch-ins on uh, Raw and they edited out the fact that Roman Reigns was ever part of that match where yeah. Rollins cashed in and that there's this whole conspiracy theory that they're trying to not mention him. Well, they're his cousins, aren't they? So, <laughs> could have been, they could have been swept under the carpet with that with that brushing. We'll, we'll move on now from, from Andy's favourite to, uh, to, to one of Paul's favourites. SmackDown women's title has been defended as uh, champion Bailey goes one-on-one with the absolute trailblazer, none other than everybody's favourite one that's mentioned every other time of the year, Tamina Snooker. What? I love the fact that Paul's just finding this out right now. <laughs> it's my favourite. <laughs> uh, which which we don't really pretty... paying attention nowadays because it's just... It's... There we go. Like, someone get me 30 seconds. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Oh! Are you ready? As I'll ever be. Go. Stop making wrestling. The whole world shut down. Why don't you just like sort of just take take heed from any other company? Stop making live stuff. You have so much material to be uh, to be putting out. You don't need to be doing this. And if you are going to keep doing it, at least make stuff that people want to watch. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that is it. He's done. He's out of there. What? That was... We've talked about it briefly on the pods before, but I love the fact that the one thing that's finally tipped him over the edge is the fact that they've brought Tamina Snooker into a title I match. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, she's oh. never... Like, she, I'm sure she's a lovely person. I understand she's a mother. Like, she just, she's never connected with the audience. She's never got over. Why do they keep pushing her? Well, yeah, I can't argue with any of that. So, you, you but you're picking her to win, though, right? Well, Billy's got to lose it sometimes. Hardly <laughs> <laughs> it won't be this weekend. So, what, what you're saying there is that there's... Uh, Absolutely. I've already used it up. <laughs> okay, so you're going for Bailey. Paul, yeah. promise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going for Bailey. Okay, I am in full agreement with you because there, there, there is no way that Bailey is losing that match. She might not be champion by the end of the night, but there's no way that she's losing that match. So I'm, I'm picking Bailey too. Right, and take me another 30 I, seconds. Oh, he's 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 It'll be Lacey Evans if she does it, and they'll they'll pull they'll pull some kind of weird, like Lacey will cash it in, and then 
it'll look like Snatcher's helping Bailey to get it back and that's when the turn will be is what my theory is but I've, I've obviously been in lockdown far too long it's clearly the 6,342nd day of, of lockdown and I've lost my mind and thought about all this too I much think I, kinda, I think I kind of get what you get because they, to me they're not confident enough to give Sasha the title because they'd have done it by now but that that way if she if she kind of screws Bailey out of the title they still get the same feud but without involving the hardware and they can move it on to somebody else and elevate other parts of the women's division because let's be honest it's kind of lacking at the moment so that's my theory anyway but we'll we'll get to that because if that happens that's only if Lacey wins but I'm not necessarily saying that Lacey is my pick to win so we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there um Andy, Bailey or Tamina? Bailey all the way. There's absolutely. It's Bailey. But it's, it's on. It's in the book. Um, Mr. Moore. Yeah, Bailey as well. Full house, clean sweep. So that'll be no points for any of us, and it goes completely the wrong <laughs> way. Cookie cast guarantee. Holy guarantee. Oh, there's no way Bailey is gonna lose that. <laughs> <laughs> so because there are so generally few matches you, you'll find that we're going to roll from championship match to championship match to championship match this time it's the universal title so the newly minted universal champion Braun Strowman up against his old mentor Bray Wyatt now whilst it hasn't been confirmed fully which version of Bray Wyatt it's going to be the match graphics that they've produced so far have indicated that it is standard issue Bray or Sib, as he will, will now be known. Um, it doesn't look like we're getting Strowman, the monster among men, versus The Fiend, uh, which I can understand them wanting to not blow that straight away, for sure, and that is possibly a good thing. Um, again, with Strowman being a new champion, don't want it to change hands. If it had been against The Fiend, I reckon it probably would have had to have. Um, so... I think the the way that they're setting it up, it's leading me to believe that Strowman will retain for me. So that's that is my pick this time. My, yep. Yeah, that's I agree with that as well. That that was my thought behind it. You know, it's the, it's not the fiend, it's the kind of Bray Wyatt character. So I presume they're going to keep it on on Braun Strowman, but who who, who knows? But yeah, I, I'm not particularly confident. Strowman for me. Okay, he's locked in. Andy, was that an agreement ahead yeah. on your end as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I knew I knew that would I knew that would be a quick one, but I, I I don't see how they can feasibly have a guy in a crimson sweater beat the guy who builds the monster among men. So <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 just leave it on that one. Um, so moving on again to another championship match this time around the WWE title I'm not sure anybody really thought that Rollins would be the first uh, contender for Drew McIntyre's championship oh Paul, Paul obviously did well if you go back I think I did say that in, like well technically I said whoever was the winner of the Rollins-Owens match would probably be the first person to face the winner of the mcintyre Lesnar match from WrestleMania but what that ended up being was the, the only person to be able to walk after that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so it's, yeah, just, that, it's, 
it's just typical of where they're sort of positioned in the car. Yeah, and, and yeah, to, to your credit, I do remember you saying that. So that is, that is a very fair point. With with the build that McIntyre had, um, and again, after I mentioned this earlier on, if he has already lost the title by the time that I get to buy those side plates, I will be very annoyed. <laughs> um, so, I'm, again, cards on the table, nice and early doors for me, but I'm picking Drew. Yeah, same for me. You know, it seems strange to give it the big build up and then take it from him in a, you know, it's kind of pay per view that not people don't give a shit about, but it's it's like you know the next one, and it's not kind of like yeah, it seems it seems like a complete waste of a build in the same way you've said it about WrestleMania. It'd be a complete waste of a build if he lost to Brock Lesnar. It'd be a complete waste of a build if he loses to Seth Rollins as well. Yeah, they've, they've already gone through with the execution of giving him the title, so to be able to... I, there's an argument for him losing it, so that when they then get back in front of a live crowd, there can be that kind of like build-up to him getting it back again, but then it just, see, again, that just devalues what he did in the first place. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens, but I just I can't see it being any other way um, at the moment. And well, Andy's shaking his head there as well. well. They, don't, they don't usually waste people beating Lesnar do they? No. You don't, you don't normally see someone beat Lesnar and then immediately get beaten by Heath Slater or something. I know he's not there, but just like the first person that came to mind, basically. Well, people don't, they don't go from losing, they don't beat, they don't beat him, they're just being one of the guys. They're usually in the top, like sort of upper echelons for the next year, two years. Is that is is that safely everybody picking Drew then? I think that I think that title's going to stay with Drew for a little while. That's that's the thing as well. You'd like to think they wouldn't be so short-sighted to just like pull the plug after about six minutes. I mean, what's that? You'd like to think they'd give him the time. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. And and you'd like to think with like the recent business connections with like the the switch to BT and the heavy promotion in the UK and stuff at the beginning of the year that. Like they, they made that. Did, did any of you guys see that training package that he filmed? I've not um, seen it, but I've seen little little bits on Twitter and stuff like that. So, so they, they brought they brought him back home. Essentially, they took him to Scotland and like they did like they showed like outdoor training of him carrying like almost like you know you know in the Highland Games they have like toss the cable with like the tree trunk thing and carrying like big logs and like all in like the Highlands and it, they made a real big deal of it. And it, it was really cool, but then. He got halfway through them sorting it out. I don't know if you guys watched any of the... Um, I think it was WWE 24 that they, they put out after one of the um, nights of WrestleMania. He got the call to say, right, get on the plane because they're shutting the borders. So from filming that advert, almost missed winning the title. Um, but yeah, he, obviously, he got he got got there in time, got back to the States, and uh, the, rest, the rest, as they say, is history. Um, I'm hoping to make a little bit more this weekend. So... This now that we've we've gone through the preliminaries, it leads to the two matches that we've said are going to take place at the same time. And this, hopefully, with the magic of Zoom, this isn't going to goose it too much. But where people, oh, it is going to goose it. Are going to be after <laughs> after this. For those that haven't seen it, it's the, the Money in the Bank briefcase, not probably the gold edition that I don't think they'll be going for this weekend, but. Um, I couldn't resist getting that out when it was the Money in the Bank special. I'm really, I'm, I'm really sad that, like, if this virus stuff was ever going to happen, P- 
pick like any time after Money in the Bank because you've ruined WrestleMania, which is like the best, the biggest show of the year. You've ruined Money in the Bank, which is my my second favorite one out of the you know out of any of the big four. Money in the Bank is next in the list for me because it's it's usually the most fun and, and kind of unpredictable. So yeah. Another. It's the, one where they can, it's the one where they can always start new stories, isn't it? It's basically yeah. the one pay per view of the year where you're guaranteed to get, like, you, you're guaranteed to get a return because you know that fair enough. If they don't cash it in that night, you know you've got something that you can build to whenever you want to do it. So it's it's one of the it's one of the better ideas they've ever had creatively, mm. definitely. And uh, and the guy who's. Uh, Currently very high up in AEW, will still claim the credit for that till the end of the end of time, um, because allegedly Jericho invented it. Whether that's just the kayfabe version or not, I'm not sure, but I think he still claims it. So, um, so yeah. So moving on, we've got we've got six entrants for both matches. They've decided that because they're both going to happen at the same time, they don't need any more than the standard six. So the women, uh, in no particular order, uh, Asuka, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke. Lacey Evans and Carmella. So I can understand Carmella being in there, having won one match, one Money in the Bank match twice, technically, um, with the help of Mr. Edwards. So she, so, so she, yeah, so she has got has got previous. Dana Brooke, was she the only person that said yes to working because of the disease? Like the uh, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Dana Brooke. I, I, I think they should start doing more personal things. Oh, they should do some tweets as well, <laughs> she, she's she's determined to find out Big Dave, so we'll we'll uh, we'll leave we'll leave that one. There. <laughs> um, I, I agree, that Paul. They, they definitely should do more with her. I, I I think she's got a unique kind of gimmick for for the certainly for the women's division. She's got a really athletic background from the gymnastics and the bodybuilding stuff. So she's got she's got the, a case to be put forward. But they've never really like. They've never really done anything with character work for her. She's just always been kind of like vanilla. Yeah, we had that bit where she was like Charlotte's apprentice, was it? That was like a sort of way to get. That was a way to get her on the main roster. Then yeah, it sort of picked out from there. Yeah. So so those those are the women. Obviously, I'm going to score this for in terms of the the cookie cast pay per view predictions title. So we're still going to score it individually. So rather than one match. <laughs> so we still get two points for it. Um, if, however, obviously we, we did touch on it earlier, that a man may, or two men may take both cases or vice versa, it's going to be, it's going to knock our scoring. So please don't do that. Um, it's been, it's been a really interesting sort of mix of a build this one because you've got people who you'd fully You'd absolutely not be surprised to see Shayna Baszler take it on the basis that she was like the last challenger for, for the Raw Women's title. You'd probably not be surprised to see Asuka win it on the basis she's got previous for uh, winning the Triple Threat ladder match against Becky and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title a, a year or two back. Nia Jax, where do we stand on Nia Jax? I'm pretty sure Mr. Moore has got some... Uh, some comment about Miss uh, about about Miss Jacks that he wants to uh, to chuck in. I, I just don't get it. You know, obviously it's that it's that lineage, isn't it? You know, who she related to? I can't remember which one. It's the, the Rockin' Tip. Shh. 
and she's just dangerous. You know, you can't kind of think she can't. You know, she can wrestle, but she can't keep people safe. That spot with Cara Sane the other week was just scary. And she's she's strong. She's powerful. You know, and there's other people that are in the company that that are, but she made a dick of herself because obviously she'd gone after Ronda Rousey previously. Like, all right, then. you just smack someone's head off the bottom turnbuckle and make it look like you know broke the neck. But you you go after Ronda Rousey, <laughs> you know, as being dangerous. So I sincerely hope it's not her because I don't understand what the infatuation was before. I still think I think she's dangerous. I just I still don't understand, you know. I don't understand it. Um, so yeah, hopefully not here. My my theory of this one is it, it sometimes with the money in the bank it comes down to picking who are Raw or SmackDown is going to win both, and I'd very rarely say yes they are. So I, I think one of each will win. So like if a SmackDown women uh, it was one of the SmackDown women win, a Raw guy will win the, the men. Is my this is my theory. Um, the one that I can see the, the, the biggest case for winning is Lacey, as I mentioned earlier. I think that she's been screwed over enough times in previous title opportunities that she kind of. I think she deserves it now. I'd, I'd be quite happy if if Lacey won. Um, Money in the Bank's one of them things where it always generally works better if a heel has the briefcase, but this time round we've got. A heel champion in, in Bailey on SmackDown, and a kind of heel champion in, in, in Becky because of the attitude that she she puts over. So, if 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 a babyface character wins both briefcases, that that wouldn't surprise me this time either. Um, however, Becky is still more of a like the anti-hero kind of thing, so she's still kind of like in the fan favorite realm. Even if people are getting tired of it now, I'm not sure. Which to me puts more of a case forward for case forward for yeah. um, uh, thank you, uh, Asuka or or Shayna. So I'm I'm kind of torn between those three between <laughs> between Lacey, Asuka and and Shayna. I can't see Nia Jax winning it. Um, and I think personally the most interesting thing that could come out of this, if it, you know, that that doesn't involve the, the championship, could could potentially be a Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax because. They like to build her still as the irresistible force, but Shayna Baszler and her submission uh, deal would be a, a, a perfect opponent for that. But then that's two heels, so how does that work as well? We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, so I'm just gonna I'm, I'm literally just gonna stick a pin in one, and based around the fact that I talked about it earlier, let's go with Lacey. Why not? Uh, I was kind of think, go with that kind of thing of you know what's going to look you know who's going to do the most interesting thing with the briefcase you know and like kind of thing and actually you think you kind of go through it obviously I would say it's not going to be Dana Brooke it's not going to be Nia Jax uh, probably not going to be Carmella because she's kind of done that before and it's not particularly kind of you know she'll just try out the same kind of stuff as what she did before so then you're left with Lacey Evans. Um, and then Shayna Baszler and uh, and Asuka. Uh, I'm going to go with Asuka because I think she'll just do weird and interesting and entertaining stuff with the with the briefcase. She might 
you know, she's kind of playing that kind of role at the moment of like a manipulator, mind tricks kind of person. And uh, you know, she, you can see her like coming in every so often, like oh, I've got my uh, got my briefcase and uh, stuff like that, and then um, kind of disappearing off again and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going to go with I think it's going to be Asuka for me. Of all of the people uh, that could possibly have benefited from like the situation as it is, I think Asuka's probably increased her stock massively. Um, she's been she's been really entertaining. She's been my favourite part of Raw for the last well since since this all started probably. Not it, it. She seems to have kind of just given like given up in the sense of she just doesn't give her stuff anymore. Like she just does stuff and gets away with it. Like full promos in Japanese probably weren't like, the, the, where it was before she wasn't really allowed to speak too much it seemed now doesn't matter she just goes with it um, this week the MVP has obviously made a return out of nowhere and keeps hold, hosting the, uh, the the VIP lounge as his chat show section um, so for, for Raw this week have you seen the um, the little get together he had with the three women from Raw so there was so there was there was Naya Asuka um, and Shayna Baszler and Asuka comes out first, Shayna Baszler second, Nia Jax third. And as Nia Jax is coming to the ring, Asuka's essentially miming to the words of Nia Jax's theme song and like just making a whole mockery of it. And that was kind of funny and like I, I, I enjoyed that. And obviously it's difficult with, with English for her as a, as a sort of not her first language. But she, she's making the best of what she's got. And she, to me, she's just funny. Like... She's got the charisma, definitely, um, but she's got that mean streak, which means she can flip between the two sides if she needs to as well. So I do like Asuka. I think Asuka would have been, a, like I said to you before, a choice I would have made, but I'm, I'm sticking with Lacey for now. Uh, Paul, who are you going with? So I know you guys have said that you don't see Nia Jax winning, but... I kind of could see her winning because she's just come back and they do like doing stuff with people that have just returned. So, plus they always have this sort of thing of like unstoppable monsters that have got, you know, guaranteed opportunities being like a big erection section for them and stuff like that. <laughs> so, Bones on match. Bones on match. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think there is a case to be made there to say that Naya could win. Um, but I know I had her to win the championship match at Mania, but I, I, I still think Shayna will win it. Just off the just off the back of the fact that they'll want to keep her strong, um, and that that keeps her strong, but gives her the um, the sort of, for want of a better phrase, ace in the pack. So. You know, we. I suppose as well, if if they let her, if they let her customize the case, she's got like a nice little logo that can go on there as well. Exactly. <laughs> Always about the merch. Oh, exactly. Think, think about the merch. You know, can they can they grind that up and put it in uh, in uh, photos and sell that? Like that. <laughs> You'll be able to get a rung of ladder from the. Uh... No. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think you will because in in all of the mania plaques, you you know full well that I like me uh, the merch you can't you can't buy this year plaques that have got pieces of like the ring mat and stuff like that in because um, 
they're worried essentially they'd be sending frames C- for COVID to CDC warning <laughs> all over it. <clears throat> you, now you can have this plaque. It can have a tiny piece of ring rope in it, but lick it at your own risk. <laughs> so that leads us on now then to Andy, who's your choice for the women's money in the back match? Shayna for me. Any particular reason? When you were reading through the names, I was like, I've got a good feeling about Shayna. And I'm going to throw this one out here and now. I think it'll get cashed in. I have a feeling that they're going to try and get content into this. I wouldn't be surprised if both briefcases get cashed in on the night. I, I well, really, really hope not, because it just it just hamstrings them for at least a full year. At least this, you've always they, as, as long as someone's got the briefcase, you've always got that thing that the champion has to look over their shoulder. Okay, so on the fly, do we want to throw in an extra point per money in the bank match? Of will it be cashed in or not? We can do. I'm, I'm going with no, but. On both counts. Alright. There's four minutes left. Okay, right then. Let's let's crank this on. So, men's money in the bank match. We've got Alistair Black, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin. I notice. Who wants to lead off on this one? Can we just all pick Corbin just for the bank match? Um, well, oddly, seeing as I hate his guts, I am picking Corbin. Uh, I genuinely, I genuinely think he'll win. Well, he's already had it and he fucked it up that time. Yeah, but it's all right because they love him now. <laughs> Who's they? The, the powers that be. Is it? Is they it they? Him, yeah, they give him. Yeah, it's 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 like the people from uh, the Roddy Piper movie. They live. It's, just, it's those aliens with the weird glasses. There must um, be aliens. <laughs> I, I just... They've, they've got a massive rock on for Kim, King Corbin, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm going Corbin. I, the only other person I would have picked is AJ Styles, as they've thrown him into the match at the expense of not only Apollo Crews, but potentially Jinder Mahal as well. Um, I think if they'd have put Jinder in the match, it would have been a, a massive, like, oh, Jinder's going to win, and then he's going to cash in, and then no more Drew. So... Then he'd have had to have kept him champion until Heath Slater came back. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm going with Corbin for now. Paul, um, I I keep going back and forth on this one. Originally, I was thinking give it to Black, have it as his like build to get to the main event picture. Now I'm not too sure. Um, Part of me honestly thinks they could give it to Otis as part of like a bigger storyline with him, um, but I think they've just given they've just given him Mandy Rose. Why does he need a briefcase? Has he not got enough? Still holding uh, suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you know what? Stick me down for Corbin as well. I think it, 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 yeah, it, it's time. I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's a champ on a brand. By the end of the year, is it is it because really the more times we say Corbin, the more your erection slightly gets bigger? 
Oh, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune in on YouTube, people. If you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I need to zoom. <laughs> Andy, who, who are you picking? Daniel Bryan. What's a good beard, does it, lad? Absolutely. So, Matt, who have you got? I'm going to go with Otis. Wow. Okay. It, it'll just be something that, you know, it, obviously they've got the thing with Mandy Rose, and I think it'll be. You can see what the build up's been, and they still can't get them, get out of the way of the kind of slightly sexist kind of kind of thing. And uh, so I think she'll carry, I think it'll be like, oh, all right, yeah, here's Otis with Mandy. She's going to carry that briefcase around with him, kind of thing. So yeah, I'm going to go with Otis. Look it up. Right, well, that rounds us out. Um, Andy's obviously got his title to defend, so it'll be, be crossing his fingers there for uh, a big old Daniel Bryan win to, to take the point on that one. Uh, but yeah, um, thanks very much for, for tuning in. Uh, leave us your predictions as well in the comments. Uh, get have, yourself... we got, have we got like three seconds? What I was about to say was, at this point in time, we might as well kill this and just start another one and then just tidy it up rather than rushing through because this is going to cut out any second. Okay. No so I would, that, I'll stop it and restart it. That one and that one. Good to go. Cool. So before I very rudely then wrapped up, Matt, here we go. You were uh, you were gonna you were gonna lay some knowledge on us about Otis. No, Otis, no, no. I, I, I had a three seconds. Ready to grumble. Oh, oh, go on, then. oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't, I, I, I don't need, I don't need long. Just three seconds. That's what she said. Ready? Ooh. Stop fucking about with Ricochet. That's it. That's all I want to say. Stop fucking about with Ricochet. <laughs> Took him in a tag team, and now they're just, and they're being buried by people now. That's it. Done. Don't need thirty seconds. He's <laughs> <laughs> tapping, tapping out early, early doors there. So, so what you what you're telling me is that you've not really enjoyed the fact that they've just been beaten by one guy that we have seen before in Shane Thorne as part of the uh, was it T, was it TM61 on NXT way back when the TM61, 69, 41, 45, fuck knows, 24/7, internet European <laughs> TV champion. Um, so, so yeah, so they got they got beat this week, didn't they, by uh, Brendan yeah. Vick and Shane Thorne. When they got some trouble, Brendan Vink, Vink, uh, uh, Brendan Vink, should I say, no relation to Katie Vick, that's an entirely different story. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, they, they've, but they've gone to the trouble of giving Ricochet and Cedric Alexander matching gear, they've turned them into a proper tag team, and then they've just been beaten by a team that have just had their second week on Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, I think one of my grumbles before was about like stop talking about Ricochet basically and they're still doing it you know the, and Shane Thorne jobbed to Dexter Loomis in NXT like a couple of weeks ago so like you know what what the, it's it's just infuriating because it's another kind of example of I know he's not the best on the mic it, it, sometimes it's painful but his matches are exciting so do something with that put him with people who he can work with you know, it's this kind of drop the ball every time, you know, Finn Balor, drop the ball. You know, 
yeah, they're smaller, but they're athletic, they're acrobatic, they're entertaining. The thing that, you know, they've all got this thing of, oh, we want kids to watch. Kids kids aren't as obsessed with the big kind of muscly dude who's going to beat everybody up now. You know, you see the kind of things that kids are into. They're into the more athletic stuff, the more, you know, daredevil stuff. So why is this guy being buried all the time? Ah, it's just, it's infuriating. I, I agree with that. Um, I think that they did, like, I'm, I'm not adverse to him for the time being being in the tag team with Alexander because I think Alexander's in the same bracket and I think that they can work well together. But don't put two styles like that together that will work so well and then absolutely kill it second or third week in when they've, they've clearly gone to the trouble of investing in it, getting the gear sorted, everything, and then, nah, we're just, we're just going to look after these new guys. Who had a 20-second promo with MVP backstage, um, so it lo- it's looking more and more like the MVP is going to probably step into the managerial role on their part as well. We'll see. Uh, I suppose that can only help that tag team, but it still doesn't completely ruin Ricochet because if they're not going to make him in the main title picture, fine. But he's been North American champion in yeah. NXT. He's been United States champion, beating AJ Styles, wasn't it, as well, in yeah. on, the, on the main roster. So, so why is he now fallen from the face of the earth when we've still got like Andrade, who's not really doing anything with that United States title because they had him um, essentially injure Apollo Crews when Apollo Crews looked like he was well on the way to uh, to winning that title. Now, I do think Crews' injury is um, storyline based. I'm not sure it's legit. I think that was just a way of... Has he, has he, to... has he got a book coming out or uh, is, it, is his band on tour or something? <laughs> no, un- unfortunately, unfortunately uh, Apollo Crews' injury can't promote the uh, book launch of Mickey and Brie Bella this week, which was the the major book that launched in, in the world of wrestling. I say major with a bit of a bit of a pinch of salt. Um, because, you know, the, the only other book that I'm pretty sure those two have uh, possibly been anywhere, anywhere near writing is like the equivalent of Spot the Dog, but I'm not gonna sit on the I'm not I'm not gonna sit on the fence with that one, obviously. Um No, he hasn't. I I, I just think it was a, a, a place like a placeholder because I genuinely think they weren't sure if they were going to stick Jinder in it or if they were going to stick AJ Styles in it. They've seen the ratings have taken an absolute face plant, so they've gone with the bigger of those two names like initially. And speaking of the ratings, they've already announced that um, Edge is making his return next week on Monday Night Raw, which they only ever, ever announce big names ahead of time if like numbers are getting low. It's the only reason they ever do it. They never leave anything to surprise if numbers are getting low. Pop a rating. It's, it's the only thing that is. It's the only thing that is going to pop because there's still no crowd there. Wait. Although, as well, there was that thing about um, early doors this this month that they reckon that they're going to be allowed crowds of was it up to two hundred and fifty? Like spreading people around within like. To me, that's all or nothing. If you're getting 250 people in there, there's still going to be no noise. No, it'll be weird. It's like when you watch um, like under 21s matches or um, <laughs> you know, those, the, <laughs> you when you're about to say something, you kind of like that's going to really kind of dig me into a hole here. But I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know where you're going with that. I maybe wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> matches where there's not as big a crowd or they paid like you know got lots of school kids.
kids in there. It sounds terrible. The under 23s then, as well as in the 21. Yeah, um, you're under 18s. And other groups of people. <laughs> I, I think, given the current situation, I think, to be fair, we'd take any kind of live football right about now. Oh, yeah. the, the, sil- the silence has killed me on that one. Okay, well, I'll speak for myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've not like other other than, other than that. I'm 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 pretty much pretty much all out. There's there's no other no other GMs currently sat that I've got lined up. Anybody else got anything? No, I've got nothing. Nothing from me. Okay. Um, in which case, then uh, all we need now is for King Corbin to win money in the bank for at least for me and Paul. Um, it will. I will only be happy for the points if he actually wins. Somebody, please check on me the following day. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening along, everyone. Um, it, apologies if if this might have been a little dis- disjointed with the, the breaks and stuff, but obviously Mr. Cook is going to work his magic, and it'll be as if nothing ever happened. So all the usual stuff. Leave leave all your uh, leave all your comments, with your predictions. See if you can beat one of us. And who knows in, in future if, uh, if people do send in the predictions and beat us, maybe, maybe we get you on to do some predictions too. I'm sure Mr. Cook would be uh, all right with that. Absolutely. Might even get a uh, get a, a paper version of the belt sent out. Might even up <laughs> it to cardboard. Well, obviously, you're gonna have to pay extra for a colour photocopy, but you know we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. No expense spent on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right well thanks guys for, for joining us and thanks everyone for, for tuning in and uh, yeah enjoy Money in the Bank cheers all so there you go what do you think of that another one done another pay per view gone another pay per view to look forward to it's all go YouTube watchers, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting, clicking for notifications. It's practically a full-time job. Then get a family member to do it as well. Keep that employment rate up. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some social media or email or, or just love. Also, don't forget to check out the WrestleCares guys. As Stu says, they're doing good work, so uh, it's good to uh, check them out. Give them a good uh, good shout. So there we go. That's this one done. Until next time, say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.